Hello and welcome back to the Everything Must Go podcast. I'm Steven. Alongside here with me is our good pal Brandon, as always. Today we will be discussing social media and its effect on body image based off our experiences and how it relates to society as a whole. So for those of you who do not know, our first episode ever of the Everything Must Go podcast was actually on social media. And I think, I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, I think this is the only episode since then that's really like focused on social media. Yeah, I mean, we had an addiction to technology where we definitely touched on it, but I, I think you're right. I think social media being at the forefront, this is probably the second episode we've done it. Oh, yeah, so it's a little bit of a... It, well, it's interesting to talk about this now because just like how much our lives have changed social media-wise since back then. Yep. Um, and that being the case, uh, Brandon, do you want to talk a little bit about the, the body image part of this episode and kind of like what we're talking about? Yeah, I mean, I, I won't get too long-winded here because obviously this is going to be the meat and potatoes of, of the episode. But when we're talking about body image, I think a good broad umbrella uh, for body image is uh, two things. Number one, how we see ourselves, uh, like when, when it comes to our body, we look in the mirror, um, how, how do we view what we, what we see back? And then secondly, the big thing is how do we feel? How do we feel about what we see and how do we just feel overall about, about living in our bodies? So that, that would be, I guess, my, my quick note. Uh, I know it's very broad, but I just, just to give a little background, I think it's good enough. Yeah. Yep. Um, okay. So when it comes to like our thoughts on the social media platforms, I kind of want to talk about that, um, especially because they've changed quite a bit to, um, our thoughts when we recorded that first episode. So when it comes to the platforms themselves, um, what are kind of your general thoughts on social media platforms? And then we'll talk about sort of our favorites and least favorites. So the only reason that I ended up even getting back into social media was number one, we started this podcast up again. Um, And when we started this podcast up again, we realized that we had something that we cared about, but we knew that it wasn't really going to go anywhere if we didn't have a capacity to market it. And nowadays, what what do you use for marketing? Social media. So that was what kind of got me back into it. Uh, and we've had conversations since then, or, or we had one really big conversation where I was having a hard time with it. And uh, we kind of talked about um, really what came out of that conversation was realizing what social media's role is for me now is that it's a tool. It's it's a a way for me to not only communicate my music, uh, communicate the podcast, but also keep in touch with the people that support those journeys uh, along the way. So what about you? Uh, my I've never been like the world's biggest fan of social media, but I also kind of I've always kind of like had a guilty pleasure towards it because I, as much as I've kind of bashed it when I was younger, I definitely like enjoyed meeting people from it or just like connecting with people that maybe I I couldn't meet in real life. I always found that part to be pretty interesting. Um, But I, when I was younger, I would struggle a little bit from like that feeling of missing out because I would see people. Um, And I would feel like if I would see people like at parties, I didn't get invited to or something or if I went through a breakup and I would see the girl with like someone else, like that kind of stuff would affect me a lot. So I kind of looked at it in a negative light in a lot of ways too. And, um, uh, yeah, it was kind of like a, there was a definite good and bad with it. Um, 
Yeah, I will. I mean, you for sure. I, I'm curious because we obviously talk about me because my change with social media is much more noticeable because I wasn't like on anything before. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with you, you've kind of always been there. Has it changed drastically the way that you use social media, or do you think that you still use it in the casual sense that you might have before? I guess it depends. Like, how far back are we going? Like, are we going from just like the recording the first episode versus now? Yeah, yeah. Let's do that. Like during that time span, I would say when I, I'd say like at that point in time versus now. Back then, I feel like I just used it to, like, look to see what people were up to. Like, oh, I wonder what people I went to high school with are doing now. Or I wonder what, like, uh, people I went to, I don't know, grew up with. I wonder what they're up to. Yeah. Uh, whereas now I I pretty much look at it as, like, a tool to my um, social media endeavors. Like, just, like, connecting with my followers and um, networking and inspiration. So I think I'm actually what less do you mean, negative. What do you mean when you say inspiration? Like... I, I mean, I'm, I'd be lying if I said I think I'm the, like, the wizard of social media. Like, I just understand every aspect of it. So sometimes I think I'll see what people are doing that maybe are, have a podcast or they're YouTubers or, you know, they, they, they do something that maybe I want a, to be a part of in some way. Um, like, I'll, g- I'll just give a, 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 an example. I remember seeing people use the uh, questions functionality in the story. Okay. And I saw people do that, and I thought it was kind of cool. So I just took it and said, and just rolled with it and made it my own. And I kind okay. of like how social media is all an always evolving platform. So I think things like that are what I've used as inspiration. That and just, like, I'll see photo shoots, and I'll get ideas of, oh, okay, maybe next time I want to try, like, wearing sunglasses or just, like, I don't know, small things like yeah, that. Yeah, for sure. Um, but when it comes to your favorite platform, what is it and why? Um, when I saw these questions, I didn't even know how to answer because I don't really, <laughs> I mean, I use Instagram the most, uh, well, unless you consider YouTube, I guess YouTube, if we call that a social media platform, which I think most people do, I use YouTube for, I watch like sports highlights, uh, I watch talk shows, podcasts, uh, music videos, live performances. YouTube's kind of my go-to for that. But in terms of what I use the most, it's Instagram. Yeah, I'm... I'm kind of in, in agreement with I like Instagram because I just think it's really easy to use. Like it just it's super easy to pick up on. There's barely any learning curve, um, and YouTube I like a lot. I just I don't really count it as much. I don't know why. For me, I just look at it more as like a Netflix, but a different kind of Netflix. Yeah. Like I, like an, it's to me it's like an, an indie Netflix sort of. Okay. Um, okay. Least favorite platform. I mean, I don't even have a Facebook, so <laughs> I guess I'll go with that. Dude, uh, why did you delete your Facebook? <laughs> Should we just Call do that back. episode over again? <laughs> we've actually had jokes about how we're just going to start doing every episode that we've already done and see if people catch on. <laughs> um, but yeah, Facebook, just because, I don't know, I for me, that was probably the most toxic of the platforms when I got away from social media. And I think it's one that people have kind of gravitated away away from because of uh, that toxicity, um, at least in my experience. So I would say Facebook for sure. What about you? Um, I honestly, I used to really like Snapchat a lot, but now I just kind of hate it. What I hate about Snapchat the most is just like, 
it's so it's like so trendy. I can't deal with it. I don't. Maybe I'm just not cool enough. <laughs> There's just something about it that irritates me. Yeah, but I don't know. Yeah, I haven't had Snapchat for a long time either, so I don't even know what you're talking about. To be honest, remember when I tried to get you to download Snapchat and you're like, no. Yeah, <laughs> you just wouldn't do. I uh, yeah, I wasn't gonna budge. Dude, what? An absolute bummer. All right, anything specific that you want to bring to the table that involves social media and body image? Like any anything that annoys you, anything um, that comes to mind? Well, honestly, so I, uh, for anybody who has been following me with my education, I actually took a uh, stats and research methods course last semester. And one of our assignments, we had to uh, submit a research proposal. And part of my research proposal uh, was actually specifically based on social media and its impact on feelings of insecurity. But through this research, I actually had to find other research that's been actually done. And um, I found an article that was studying young women who went to a university and how social media impacted them, but specifically how um appearance social media consciousness affected them which is essentially uh when they're utilizing social media apps and platforms um and kind of being conscious of what their body image is in comparison to a lot of that stuff and what they found was that there was a significant association with uh, body comparison. So young women were comparing themselves to a lot of the people that they were seeing on the platforms. They found a lot of body surveillance, which basically just means it just makes you more critical and paying attention a lot to your body in ways that might be unhealthy and you're not typically doing. Uh, low body esteem, uh, which, you know, self-esteem, you, you know, you, you feel worse about your body in general. And then, um, higher uh, depressive symptoms. So I think that that's a good foundation to kind of start where this episode came from is the idea that there there is even research out there that shows us that social media ha- can have a negative impact on our body image and specifically in this in this research study young women who are using it and and looking at it in an appearance uh, from an appearance perspective were negatively impacted by what they were seeing and what they were consuming. And, uh, it's kind of a scary thing. So, yeah, I a hundred percent get it. I think a lot of times people think of it as being worse for women, um, than it is for men. And I think overall, I do agree that it probably is worse for women than it is for men. I think, that back in the day, it was, you only had like, I, I don't know if this makes it worse or if it makes it better. I guess I don't really know. But back in the day, there was only like, you only had access to maybe, or like you didn't have access to like that many people who were these so-called like model types. Whereas nowadays, just anyone can take a picture and pretty much just say, oh, I'm an Instagram model. Um, so that makes it sort of, it almost makes it worse in a way because now like your your friends around you they can post this stuff and you can feel like oh like i i don't know i guess it's it just it feels a lot more like close to home when you see people that you went to school with who are posting these pictures now and you look at their body and you're you're more comparing them whereas in the past it was like they felt really distant from you because they were like celebrities and i felt like you could kind of separate yourself but now the like the lines 
are more blurred between celebrities and just like social media influencers. And I feel like in a way it almost is more bothersome that you're like, Oh, well what the hell? Like they, they just, they just did this. Like they, they didn't even work towards it. And I think that that can become kind of frustrating for some people. Yeah. And I think too, I mean, as much as obesity and, uh, weight and diabetes and that that stuff has uh increased in america so has the fitness trend and so when you have that stuff shoved down your throat all the time i think um a lot of time that consumption can be a little overwhelming where you're if you're not a person who maybe feels motivated yet you can maybe feel it can have a negative impact on your self-esteem just or or your desire to get started because maybe you feel so far behind the people that you see. Um, so it's it is a tough thing to navigate, and I think that you need to be um, conscious of of how you're using the platforms and apps so that you don't get caught into that rabbit hole. It's super hard to not get caught in it though, because it's just like it's so easily accessible to just open up an app on your phone. And you just scroll through, and there's sponsored posts of these beautiful people. Yeah, it's it's pretty unavoidable if you're using. I think Instagram is the worst platform when it comes to the whole uh, body image thing because I don't remember with Facebook this being nearly. With Facebook, it was more like you feel like you were missing out on. Life I feel like it was more about yeah, more like like social experiences. I feel like I got yeah. more of that vibe. Where I was on Instagram, I get a little bit of that too because the travel photos and stuff. But I feel like it's very emphasized on, like, beauty and numbers. Because there's really not that many things on Instagram. Like, there's really... It's just comments and likes. Like, there's not really much else to a post. And you well, they're just taking, post your best photos, too. I, I heard they're taking away likes from Instagram. Is that yeah, true? So, there's... It is in the... Um, there, it's in its testing phase. So, pretty much... Okay. They they test it. I don't know. It's probably some sort of. Um, I actually know this from like a work terminology. It's probably some sort of like A/B testing where they give some candidates a page that shows likes and some that don't show likes, and they just test to see what the different results are based on some set of criteria. I don't know okay. for sure exactly how it's being conducted, but I do think that was actually something I thought about bringing up in this episode. So I'm kind of glad that you brought it up. Is how do you how do you feel about that? Well, one thing I do know uh, from from speaking to people close to me is that one of the things that um, can cause some psychological issues is paying attention to specifically who's liking your photos. Uh, I and maybe this is for younger people, but there you like find worth in oh if there's the if there's this girl I like or there's this guy that I like and they they are watching my stories or they're liking my photos, then I'm doing something good. But if they're not, it can kind of turn into this. What am I doing wrong? How come it didn't oh, catch I, their attention? Dude, I, a hundred percent. I feel this. Like I will be completely lying. If I said, it doesn't cross my mind who's liking my photos or who's like opening my stories. Like we have definitely talked about this before where I can't even relate to a breakup in the 1980s. Because in nineteen, I don't know. I don't. I don't know why I'm specifically picking the 1980s. But. <laughs> Back when you were milking cows. 
<laughs> but in the 1980s, I guess, because I've no, I don't know why I picked the 1980s. Let's let's just say that the 1980s, though. <laughs> let's say. <laughs> I'm wondering when this 1980s thing's gonna have a payoff because you just keep talking about how you don't know why you're picking the 1980s. So, <laughs> so visualize me. Maybe because of the mullet. Maybe I like. I feel like I'm, it's fitting that I could be. Tell the gosh dang example. <laughs> God damn it. So in the 1980s, you're uh, you're um. Let me try, try to remember what this is actually supposed to go. This is ridiculous. Is the podcast canceled? Are we canceling the podcast? No, this is actually going to be a really good example. Oh, yeah. Okay, so, like, in the 1980s, if you went through a breakup, like, that was just it. Like, I don't know what you'd say. I never want to see you again. You'd hop in a car. You'd drive away. And then that was it. Unless you wanted to, like, drive over there and ring their doorbell. Maybe call them up. Maybe they're going to answer. That's about it. Where nowadays, when you have a breakup... You can you can learn so much about them. You can figure out like, who they're dating. They might open up your stories, and you wonder, oh, wait, why are they looking at my story? Do they want to be in my life? Do they not want to be in my life? Like there's just there's no escaping. Like there's just an endless amount of um, information out there to just make you think. It's frustrating. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Super frustrating though. That you know what that 1980s thing really paid off. I'm so glad <laughs> that you uh, that you used it. <laughs> That might be one of my worst, like not it's not that's like not my worst example, but it's just like the most just irrelevant thing I could <laughs> not talk about. <laughs> Hell yeah, guys, we're batting a thousand here. We're batting a hundred, dude. We're batting a hundred. Um, okay, what effects do you think social media has had on your body image? Uh, well, I know for me, I I've never been, um, you know, you know those people that have just crazy metabolisms that can eat freaking tons of mcdonald's and they still have a six-pack somehow uh so just on a personal level i've always kind of battled with that because that's definitely not my body type i didn't get those kind of genes and so i've always been big boned and currently i'm not in shape at all uh but in terms of social media's impact I think just public persona and social media itself, um, for me, I, I, I think it has, even when I was in the best shape of my life, there was always something that I was like, uh, well, I don't have this like this person, or I don't have this like that person. And so it has gotten in my head a little bit because I, I don't think that I've ever felt fully comfortable like and confident that, hey, you know, I, I'm I'm cool with what I've got, even though it might not look like uh, Ryan Gosling. Or there 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 are all, are those uh, images that feel like they are what we want to attain, but not everybody has the same body type as Ryan Gosling. So I think since I've been more conscious of it, it's shifted to a focus on, okay, let me just see what my limits are with my body and just focus on that. Try to shut out what I see on social media or, or, you know, what's, um, what is kind of shoved down my throat because otherwise it just, it gets to be too much to, to try to, it, it, it makes the journey harder essentially. But I mean, what about you? Cause I think that you've talked about this a little bit in the past as well. Oh yeah. So I have struggled with body image for like Pretty much my entire life. It's just always been something that 
mattered to me and I, I always had like a like my body type is like kind of like skinny like it, it, it borders somewhere on like the skinny body type to the athletic body type like normally um, but I always had like very narrow shoulders so like that about me is very like not um, masculine so right. that used to be something I was very like self-conscious of as I had like these very narrow shoulders and felt like I had like a longer neck and um, I a lot of my like childhood I always felt like I was like super weak and I would like look at people who like hit puberty first and they would be like, like bigger and stronger um, and I definitely like it like would get to me um, so when I go on social media and um, after I'd started like working out and stuff and I go on social media and every time I feel like I would make like gains <laughs> towards me, like my personal gains, I'd feel good about myself because I would see that I'm like making like I, there would be results. But then I would also go on to social media and I would see that my results were nothing in comparison to someone else's results. And then immediately yeah. when I should have been feeling really good because all that matters is that I'm better than I was yesterday, I would see someone else and it would almost be like, I didn't make any progress at all. And it would, it, like, it hurts. Like, it really does suck when you feel like you're putting in the time and effort and you feel like you're still just nowhere in comparison to other people. And it's not really fair to compare yourself to other people because they have different body types, they're at different stages of their life. Like, there's just, there's so many variables in this equation. I, I think that your, your case is a very good example to look at because with me, I've been off and on with working out my entire life. I've talked in the past about how I had my my reluctance towards working out when I was young just because I was kind of scared away from it, um, a little indirectly by my parents. They didn't necessarily mean to do it, but it, it ended up some of the conversations that they would have with me kind of scared me away from it. But then when I got older, I would go through phases where I was really hard at working out, but then I always kind of had a problem with taking care of myself. And so I would stop working out if I like got a girlfriend or something because I would want to spend more time with her or you know whatever the case may be um whenever whenever something felt like it was more important that part of the life my life which actually is super important for me psychologically because working out you know gives you the endorphins and and everything um for me it's one thing because i i can sit here and whine about my body image but unless i actually put in the work to get where I feel good about my own body without even comparing it to anything else, I can't really say much because I haven't been putting the work. But for you, for those of you who don't know, Steven works out all the time. <laughs> like They're very rarely, I mean, even when he's in pain, he's kind of battling, do I go to the gym or do I take a day off? Because whatever. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> and, and so I think you're a good example of a situation where this isn't a, this isn't a case of you not putting the work to to look good and feel good, you do put in the work. And so I bet it's even more defeating when you put in that work and you still feel like, wait a second, I'm busting my ass. How is this not good enough still? Oh, so. yeah. It's it's very, very frustrating because it, it is one of those situations where no matter what you do, like there's always going to be someone that's better than you. I mean, it's the case with anything in life, but I guess it stings that much more when it's something that you really truly care about and you feel like you're putting in like the hustle and the grind and like I'm I'm always like proud of myself um when I see that I'm like moving forward but yeah it's it's still frustrating when you feel like you're always just being outdone and 
Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It just it's not good for anyone's mental health. No. And I think that if you can compartmentalize, if you can say I'm not going to look at that stuff and just focus on how I feel about myself internally and how I feel about the work that I've been putting in, I think that's where you're going to make that separation. But I know that that's easier said than done for sure. Yeah, you you literally have to make the separation. Otherwise, you will drive yourself crazy because, as I said, like someone is always going to be better than you. That's why it really is – it it really is true that you know don't compare yourself to others it's something you're like told your entire life is to not compare yourself to others but i feel like it's more that that advice i feel like hits closer to home now than it probably ever has before yeah. because now we have access to so many others yeah absolutely i it's funny cuz i like look at instagram now that i'm way more active on it and i'm just like Fuck, there are so many fucking beautiful people out there. It's honestly annoying. I'm sick and tired of it. <laughs> I, just, I, I just get pissed. I mean, how many times have you heard me on the phone being like, honestly, this chick is so hot it pisses me off. <laughs> I know. I think that too sometimes and I'm just like, is that an okay thought for me to have? <laughs> is it okay for me to feel this way? <laughs> Probably not, but it's definitely... Let us know, actually. <laughs> yeah, what are your guys' thoughts? Yeah, I feel like it's... It, it, yeah, it's it's true, though. I definitely have gotten that. What about... What is your biggest fear surrounding social media's impact um, for how others perceive themselves? Honestly, my biggest fear for all this, and I think a lot of people feel this way. I mean, I don't want to try to sound like the the old man from the next generation but i i I worry about how kids are impacted because and it's more so not necessarily because of that generation is different than our generation it's really just children's brains are malleable and growing up and seeing these images uh you know you talk about we we've talked about porn and the um the unrealistic expectations it can give to people for what sex is life or sex, sex is life, guys. <laughs> well, for what sex is like, and uh, I think a, a comparable thing with this is um, social media's maybe sometimes unrealistic expectations on body image. And it's not to say that you can't work out and and look as good as some of the people that that you see, but it's just sometimes you're not going to have the same genes as some of the people, like professional athletes. I mean, there's a reason I didn't make it to the pros. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't have the genes that a lot of those guys have. Um, and, you know, so it's sometimes it's it's unrealistic to compare yourself in those situations. And I think that that can be really damaging to a kid who is growing up and and sees either themselves as less than uh, what they should, what their worth should be, or even what they're attracted to is something that maybe is a little more unrealistic than what they're seeing in their everyday life. What uh, about you? I I think my biggest fear is pretty much the same thing. Like, the whole... Uh, it pretty much... But I, I guess I'll expand a little bit further than just kids. I think my biggest fear in general is that people will feel bad about themselves for no reason and then not do the things in their life because they let social media make them feel bad because it's when you feel bad about yourself, it like goes one of two ways. You're either motivated to fix the problem or you kind of just like sulk in your sadness and 
make it worse. And I feel like that's pretty much what happens. So there are going to be people who they'll see that stuff and they'll be motivated. They'll like buy a gym membership and they'll go out there and they'll get the best shape of their life and they'll feel way better. But then there's also people who are going to see this stuff and get extra depressed. <laughs> and that's not good. And that's the unfortunate reality of the situation. And, and not everyone is as good at um, like separating themselves. Like you see all the time, a lot of people, they feel peer pressured by things. Mm-hmm. And if you're peer pressured by things, you're probably also the same kind of person who when you see someone who has something that you want, you're probably going to feel bad when you don't have it. Yeah. So when you see, like from my perspective, when I see someone who, I don't know, has like a more like defined body than me, I see it and I'm just like, well, I want that, but I don't have it now, so I'm going to be sad until I get there. Like, I do that sometimes. I'm just like, I guess I'm just going to be upset with myself until I get there. Or, like, you'll just... Like, especially the thing about body image, too, is that, like, everyone's bodies are so different that there is no formula. Like, there are certain things in life where you can kind of, like, go towards something, but your body may just not have the ability to look like someone else's body. Like, it just it can't happen. In the same way that, like, I can't make my singing voice sound like your voice. Like, I could learn how to sing better, but it's not going to sound like your voice. And... <laughs> learn how to face. sing better. Yeah, right, <laughs> and... <laughs> But that's that's the the truth of the situation though. Like you you can only do so much, and why beat yourself up over things that you can't even control? Like people wouldn't even have like have had these thoughts in their head before, but because it's out there on social media, well now people are gonna feel bad. Well, I think you bring up a good point because thoughts can be very paralyzing, and you're right that not everybody is as capable of of being able to shut those thoughts out or not giving those thoughts the power. I mean, that's something that I struggle with on a daily basis. Uh, I've told I've talked to you about my struggles since I've been out here in Rochester. A big reason I came out here was to start putting my physical health as a, a, a big priority. Um, but a lot of my battle was just my own thoughts and my, it would paralyze me from ever feeling motivated to do it. And I felt like this was the last thing I needed to conquer. And, um, and that's where going back to the kids thing, I think that that's part of the thing that scares me with, with children, because the maturation to be able to compartmentalize, to be able to separate these two things. A lot of times when you're a kid, you just don't have that yet. You haven't developed that yet, but you're thrust into social media because everybody is. And when you're a kid, you kind of do what everybody does. Uh, so it's it's a it's a tricky thing to navigate, uh, like a lot of things that we talk about on here. Um, but I think the the ultimate hope would be that somehow, some way, uh, maybe we can have more honest conversations about being okay within your own skin. And uh, sometimes I think it's it's a it's a sad thing to talk to somebody, and you might you might find that person so beautiful, but they're maybe really insecure because they see their body image is just negative. They, they don't, they don't feel very good about themselves. And unfortunately, as much, as many compliments as you might give to that person, and as much as you might tell that person, they're beautiful, they have to develop it within themselves. And so some of these things that we see on social media might be hindrances to the development of that confidence. Agreed. Okay, so we're going to do another segment. Last time, remember when I didn't say the name of the <laughs> you segment? Tell me. You tell me. So yep. 
We got it. We got a new segment here. Uh, this time, though, we're gonna talk about the first thing that comes to mind when it uh, when I bring up the following topics. So, kind of similar to off the top. I don't want to give you much time to think. I kind of just want you to like roll with whatever comes to mind when I say the following things. Okay. Now you've seen this beforehand, so there's no like real surprises. Um, that being the case. I will respond as well, and okay. I probably could have actually prepared <laughs> answers for these, but I didn't, and <laughs> that's going to make the second true to the art, work. baby. True to the art. <laughs> Here we go. Let's see if this improv class is paid off for a guy like me, and we'll see if Brandon just has any, any good jokes up his sleeve. All right. Best screen name you had? Uh... Well, actually, the first thing that comes to mind is my dad used to play this game called Counter Strike, and I changed his username to Flame Wolf. And so <laughs> I was like eight years old, so he went back online and was playing with adults, and everyone called him a flamer because I changed his, his username to Flame Wolf. Oh, man. <laughs> I loved actually- wolves, and I loved fire. That's actually really funny. <laughs> Dude, how have you never told me that before? <laughs> I just thought of it. It's the first thing that came to my head. Dude, I should take some improv class. I should be dude. teaching improv classes, dude. <laughs> well, you were a prodigy back then. Okay. Uh, for me, um, Raptor442x. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. You probably picked up so many chicks on AIM with that screen name. Dude. Not one. <laughs> Legit, not one. I actually started dating a girl on AIM and got dumped the same day by that girl when she saw a picture of me. <laughs> so you want to talk about body image. <laughs> this girl saw she liked my personality, but not enough <laughs> to conquer the way that she saw. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know if I should have admitted that. Dude, <laughs> That's going to follow me that, to the grave. I hope that she watches this. <laughs> no, no way she does. Damn. That's pretty good. All right. <laughs> Your MySpace days. Uh, MySpace days. I remember I had a relationship in eighth grade that ended, and so the song on my MySpace page, MySpace page was Goodbye, My Lover by James Blunt after we broke up. <laughs> And it James wasn't Blunt. ironically; it was serious. Oh man, dude! Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> my my thought of MySpace when I think of this is, I liked looking for the uh, scene girls, like the emo scene girls back in the day on MySpace. I like really liked those kind of girls, so I feel like I would just like click around to random MySpace profiles and see if I could find them. And then <laughs> nice. I'd be too nervous to start a conversation with them. Dude, you were a wimp back then. <laughs> Dude, definitely. Back in the MySpace days, I was about as smooth as uh, sandpaper. That's, that's, that's a good one. <laughs> sandpaper. Jesus. Dude, I'm batting a thousand. All right. Those girls were hot. There we go. I like the comment here in the chat. <laughs> Uh, okay, sliding into DMs. <laughs> uh, like, is it, have I ever done it? Or is this just... <laughs> First thing that comes to mind, sliding into DMs. <laughs> I've done it once, and uh, it started out pretty good, but then ended real poorly. 
<laughs> and that's all I'll say about that. Uh... What I think about sliding into DMs is I've met, like, quite a bit of people from DMs, but I don't think I have ever initiated, uh, like, a romantic conversation from sliding into DM. Ever. Dude, you're so cool. Dude, am I Seriously, cool? if, if I could be as cool <laughs> as you one day, it would just make my life. <laughs> Dude, that's great. Uh... <laughs> Um, I also actually, to be honest, I think about the time I almost got catfished. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I think about that too, actually. <laughs> for the 24 hours or whatever it was that I almost got cat, or I basically did get catfished for like 24 hours. Good times. <laughs> Never forget. <laughs> um, okay. First thing that comes to mind when I say the following, the women you follow on Instagram says a lot about the women that you are into. That's bullshit. <laughs> But I, I can see where that might be true for other people who, like, use Instagram regularly. But I just – regularly, like, they use it as a casual thing. Like, that's what they go to view for entertainment. I just use this stuff as a tool. And so no part of it is like, oh, I'm following these chicks because I think they're hot. Or I'm into them. Yeah. I, I mean, I kind of use it as a tool too. But – there's definitely like instances. Oh, for you for sure. I'm <laughs> definitely for you. I can already there's think a, of a couple examples. <laughs> there's a few exceptions to the rule, but you know, it's just a tool. We'll leave it at that. Let's take it's a just, break. It's good, to, it's good time to take a break. Steve's like, let's get the fuck out of this topic right now, man. <laughs> let's uh let's Do you break follow time. Toucan Sam on uh on Instagram? Dude, I love these jokes. You love these inside jokes that maybe only three people that listen to the podcast will understand? Yeah, if you guys know what we're talking about, please remove that thought from your head. (laughs) It's not that funny. (laughs) Oh, my God. All right, let's take a break. Let's talk about Brandon. You go first. What's going on in the the world of B-Flippin' music? Brandon Flippin', the artist, the legend, the comedian. Well... I finally got to play Star Wars Epic Duels this past weekend, so that was uh, that was pretty big for me. Off to a promising uh, start. It was great. Uh, I accidentally cheated the first game that I played, and I know it sounds, oh yeah, you accidentally cheated. I totally, it was an accident. All right, I thought Yoda's card did three damage. It didn't. That's the funniest part, <laughs> misinterpreting Yoda's card. <laughs> But then we played again, fair and square, and I beat him with Anakin and Jango Fett. He had Darth Maul and Darth Vader, and I just kicked his ass. So <laughs> I didn't kick his ass. It was a close game. Dude, I think but... this is the first time a board game has ever been referenced during our break. I kind of <laughs> like it, though. <laughs> this is our new thing. <laughs> everything else I, I talk about all the time. I'm working on a new album. I, I've got school. Well, do you, have a, do you have a title for the album? I do actually. What's it? No, I'm gonna release that when I release. Oh, don't try to pressure me, dude. I'm just trying to. I'm trying to get some uh, <laughs> some enthusiasm built towards this. I'm the hype man. You're the Call hype me man. Call me the hype man. Call me the freaking hype man. <laughs> what about you? What's going on with your life? Um, I have been. There's potentially some collaborations going on, which I won't speak too much <laughs> to, but I am uh, 
potentially doing some YouTube collaboration stuff going forward, so uh, be on the lookout for that. I will not promise too, too much on this front, but I think... I'll be doing some more skit-related things, whether it's incorporated into my normal videos or separate videos. Um, I've done a little bit in the past, but I like the idea of doing it. Honestly, I want to ask the question that all the people have on their mind. When is Tim going to make an appearance on your YouTube page? <laughs> Dude, Tim, you've I'll, I'll say this. You have not heard the last of Tim. Tim will return. If you guys don't know who Tim is... Go listen to our episode of this podcast enti- or entitled <laughs> titled um, Everything Must Ghost. And you will learn all about Tim, who is inspired off of a guy who works at Gander Mountain <laughs> that I met back when I was like 15. <laughs> Coincidentally, I actually talked to a friend of mine who had has listened to the podcast off and on. And he messaged me the other day. He's like... Dude, I listened to Everything Must Ghosts. That that episode was awesome. <laughs> I'm just like, really? That is our most ridiculous episode. <laughs> I don't know why you picked up on that one. <laughs> that would be like the worst episode to have anyone listen to if they didn't listen to anything else. And they were yeah, just no. like, oh, I'm going to take a shot at one of these episodes. It's kind of got like a clickbaity title too. So I feel like it's a, a one someone might choose. Yeah. For better or for worse. Um uh, other than that, though, my YouTube videos, just be on the lookout for those. And uh, I'm, I had made an announcement recently that I will be going live on Instagram a little bit less often and putting a little bit more focus on my YouTube videos moving forward. Um, just, just kind of a reevaluation. Like you do the same thing over and over again, you're gonna get the same results. So I want to try switching up my focuses a little bit, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. Cool. Anything else break-wise? Oh, oh, I can say one other thing, actually. Okay. Uh, I'm thinking I might actually go visit Brandon pretty soon in Minnesota, which could be nice. Could be could nice. Be, could be nice. Might yeah, be able to do like some videos He's going to have to get a, a six-month lease and then <laughs> oh, try to yeah. find a sub-lease. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, Stephen and I were trying to plan this out, and he's like, well, how am I going to do it? Like, where am I going to fly into? Where am I going to stay? I can't stay with your parents. I'm just like, why are you making this so difficult? You can stay in a hotel, like, across the street from where I live. And I was like, you're acting like you need to find a six-month lease or something. <laughs> I have to, like, pick up another part-time job. <laughs> you're like, I'm going to have to fly back into Chicago on the weekends. <laughs> it was pretty funny though. Like the uh, we we really went down the rabbit hole of this joke. <laughs> this this is pretty much what we do on our phone calls. We get one bit going and then we just go down a rabbit hole. It gets more and more ridiculous. <laughs> I wish we recorded those. Well, our the idea of the podcast kind of came from our phone call conversations that get pretty deep, but it could have just as easily come from the ones that get pretty deep in jokes. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Not too deep. A little too deep. Um, all right, let's answer a couple questions here we were asked. Yeah, so uh, really quick, though, I want to say, uh, so when we do these questions, this is coming from, uh, we post on our Instagram stories if you guys have any questions on the upcoming episode, but if you also have any questions in regards to previous episodes, um, please feel free to email us, emgpod at gmail.com, DM us at emgpod. Or on our personal handles, I'm B Flippin' Music. He's Stephen Russell B. Uh, that's two S's, two L's in Russell. And it's Stephen with a V, not a PH. 
Not that pH trash. I haven't said that in a minute. <laughs> um, please, we want to. We love when getting getting you guys incorporated. Uh, these questions give us a nice way to break up our own perspectives and try to talk about what's on your mind. So please, please uh, keep sending this stuff, and we love it. Oh, hell yeah! All right, question time. Thoughts on how we pressure men to have this muscular body in order to be hot and appealing, and thoughts on the ideal body image for women. They used to be skinny, but now it's being curvy with a big butt. Um, so I'm actually going to – I mean this is kind of in alignment with what we've been talking about a lot of times where – or a lot of this episode where um, when, you, when you are comparing yourself to what seems like the most appealing images on the social media, things can get very uh, – tricky for you to feel good within your own skin um it's it's kind of a losing scenario you know when you get muscular either you're not muscular enough or oh he's too big uh for women there was this thing of uh being really skinny was the most appropriate or the the most appealing um thing to have and now it's having a lot of curves and um so (laughs) which is kind of a losing battle because uh, maybe you maybe you grew up and thinking oh th- this is the the appearance that makes me more attractive like if you pay attention to this stuff this is the appearance that makes me more attractive and then you get to those points and then all of a sudden it flips on you and now you're not your body image isn't attractive anymore um, that's why I think it's it's a losing battle when you try to compare yourself to what images are kind of shoved down your throat uh, you have to find where you feel comfortable within yourself and and the way that you appreciate how you you look in yourself look at yourself yeah i mean i think i i pretty much covered the the muscular part from men the man perspective when it comes to the the woman like how the body type is changing i mean honestly it probably is healthier to not just be skinny i don't think it's like the most healthy thing to be like too skinny um but I just think it's 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 a good reminder that there is no ideal body type because over time you've seen that it's shifted as to what people consider to be beautiful. So I don't think that I mean it's 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 almost trendy in the way that like fashion is trendy as to what is better. So ultimately, just where you're healthy and you feel good about yourself is probably the best place to be with that. For sure. Uh, next question was, uh, do you think Instagram is more likely to feature skinny figures? Uh, I mean, y- y- yeah, kind of. As long as we're talking about skinny in the sense of attractive skinny. Um, like, it, maybe, I think, like, the whole, like, showing your bones look is probably less, I don't know, trendy or less beautiful than maybe it was once perceived. But I think Instagram tends to I guess it kind of depends on like what we mean by feature like are we talking about like actually sponsoring like are we talking about well that's what I was wondering because I I don't know if there's like a certain algorithm that somehow pushes that sort of body image forward I think you do typically at least in my experience with Instagram typically people that are um, models and stuff or products typically do end up on the skinnier side of things. So in that sense, I guess mm-hmm. uh, the the way that I feel social media, the best way that I can put it, and we've kind of hinted at this the whole way is 
there is kind of this idea of no matter what you look like, it's not good enough. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. And that's the sad part where it's it's just like if you're if you're skinny, well now we like curvy girls. If you're curvy, well you're too curvy. We, we like skinny girls. If, yeah. if if you're muscular, it's like oh I just I like the dad bod. If you got the dad bod, it's like. You know, I want a guy who's who takes a really good care of his body. You know, it's just, you can't win when you try to you fit in those boxes. You just gotta, uh, like you said, everybody's body's different. So you gotta find out number one what works for your body in terms of maybe exercise and just being healthy. I think healthier life helps you with mind, body, and people say mind, body, and soul. Like all of that stuff kind of goes into just healthy habits and healthy lifestyle. Um, so if you can find what works for you in those regards, I think that's that's really all you can focus on. I thought this next question was pretty interesting. Do you think eating disorders are more nature or nurture? Because I, when I saw this, I kind of like, I kind of went back and forth on it. But I, I pretty much settled with the fact of I think it's more nurture related. I, I think it's like it's. I think that certain people are more like susceptible to get it in nature. Uh, but I think that overall, that nurture is a bigger trigger for you actually having an eating disorder. So there's actually some research on this. Um, so uh, the there is some thought that there might be uh, genes specifically associated with eating disorders because what we're finding, what the psychological community is finding, is that a lot of eating disorder eating disorders seem to be hereditary. It's passed oh. down through generations. And so there's thought that there's a gene that's passed down, but that's not proven yet. That's just something that's kind of on the forefront of, of research. Um, and I, I, there, there, a lot of um, disorders are a relationship between nature and nurture. I think for a lot of our, our, our youth and growing up in education, it, there's been this conversation about nature versus nurture but what we find is the risk factors that go into diagnosing disorders there's really more of a relationship between nature and nurture um, as opposed to which one's more and which one's less they, they both kind of come into play where nurture comes into play is um, you see a lot of so if we focus on the three main eating disorders anorexia nervosa bulimia nervosa and um, binge, binge eating disorder uh, anorexia nervosa a lot of times comes from trauma um, so that it gets developed after traumatic experiences and obviously uh, a lot of these body image like bulimia nervosa and anorexia nervosa specifically come from perfectionism and wanting to meet the standards of that ideal body image or at least what has been pushed on which is you brought up a good point earlier you talked about how you don't see as much of oh it's really good to see people's bones that used to be a really good thing, but because there were so many models that were dying from eating disorders and, and public figures that were struggling with that, that has kind of gone on a 180. It's not as pushed anymore. Um, things like binge, binge eating disorder, uh, you see that it can be learned behavior, which is also nurture. You know, you see your, your family members maybe handling issues that way, and that's how you learn how to handle issues that way. And a lot of times it comes from, uh, you know, I actually did a lot of research on binge eating disorder for my psychopathology class, and what you have is a lot of comorbidity, which means people with binge eating disorder typically have other disorders, like depressive disorders, anxiety disorders, mood disorders. And so 
what you will see is it's not necessarily about the food and the dieting, but it's really these other underlying issues and a coping mechanism is really just the binge eating itself. So um, it's it's really a relationship between nature and nurture, I think is the best I'm, way to put it. I'm glad that you actually like knew that information because I, I mean, I, I didn't know that. That's pretty cool. You heard it here, folks. You heard it here. Heard um, it here, folks. I'll read this last one. Cool. Um, so this one came in. How do you make your significant other feel comfortable with themselves when Instagram or we can even say other social media platforms might encourage them to look different than they do? This is a great question. Um, I have been in this situation before where I've dated someone who was definitely um, very affected by body image on social media. So pretty much what you have to do is make the person realize why you like them in the first place when it comes to social media. Um, not when it comes to social media. It's <laughs> <laughs> exactly not what... Look, that's I love your profile in social media. <laughs> that's why I it's don't hard listen. to transition. <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. Okay. So what you need to do is separate the relationship from social media and just think about why you like the person and make them realize that what they see on social media is completely irrelevant. It's the same reason why... It, like no matter no matter how you want to view everyone around you just in general it does you no good if somebody likes you then they like you and if you don't trust that they like you well then that's a fundamental issue with either your in, own insecurity or with the way that that person is trying to get across that they do care about you in a way that maybe you're not okay with i feel like nowadays more than ever it is harder to really convince someone like that not to pay attention to all the outside noise on social media and stuff, but just you got to put in a little bit more effort than you did in the past and tell them they're pretty, tell them that they're handsome, make them feel good about themselves, and that's all that matters. I mean, there's nothing else you can really do. I think the biggest thing, yeah, you you don't want to invalidate the feelings that they're having as, as irrational as it might be for them to compare themselves to things on Instagram and and everything, um, but I think that those those words of affirmation actually do come in handy with situations like this, where maybe you've told your significant other that they're beautiful or they're handsome a billion times, but if that's an insecurity they struggle with, that might just be something that you continue to try to build up their confidence on, um, and that's that's a way that you show that you care. The the tough thing about it is. Again, this is a situation where they're going to have to develop their confidence within themselves. But it's not it's not a difficult thing to to offer those words of, of affirmation every once in a while to to tell them how you feel about them or um, express that uh, you know whatever they're going through, you still find them beautiful. Uh, so I think I think that's the best that you can you can do. You can't control it, so you just gotta um, do the best with what you got. Yeah, agreed. Um, uh, we'll, we'll talk about a couple more of these points here and then we'll wrap it up. Cause I, I do want to talk about this next because I'm, I'm very curious if you do or when you do, um, have kids, how are you going to handle them, uh, with social media? Like what, are you going to be the overprotective, like monitor their social media? Are you going to like warn them in advance? Because this is something that prior generations really didn't have to do. So I'm kind of curious what you think you would do. I think that this is a situation where um, 
so obviously this is coming from me so this is my opinion i don't think that you i i think limiting too much can be dangerous because uh kids then don't learn how to um handle it themselves they have to learn how to kind of navigate these avenues on their own to a certain extent that doesn't mean you just let them go do whatever the hell they want i think you let them maybe at a certain point when their brain starts developing uh, more uh, more of a capacity to critically think. So when they when they become adolescents, um, that's a time when maybe it's a little more appropriate for social media to be used more often. But then maybe you do have a conversation of um, just an open dialogue on, hey, you know, posting your uh, private stuff on this maybe this is something that you talk to somebody who can actually help you about uh just having an open dialogue on where social media might not uh fulfill whatever desire they're using it for um for instance with body image specifically i think um that's a conversation that you might have to have with your kids where it's just like you're not you it's important for you not to compare yourself to other people and the way that they look and stuff focus on how you feel about yourself and and going forward with that i I think the big biggest thing in all of this stuff is uh communication uh Mm -hmm. having discussions uh with your kids on um on things just to get them thinking to challenge their minds and then they'll critically think and, and start to fill in some of the gaps themselves yeah, I think I'll pretty much just treat it like anything else that I would like pretty much just share stories that I experienced. I think it, I think it's just going to be something that you handle like being careful like playing or doing any activity really. Like, you know, be careful when you get behind the wheel of a car. Like be careful when you do anything. I I just I don't think I'll treat it really any differently. I think I'm going to give them the space to be, like do whatever they're going to do on social media. I'm not going to be the kind of person that's going to log into their account, read their messages, and see how things are going. I, I'll stay out of it, but I'll definitely tell them the mistakes that I've made or anything that I feel like I experienced that I saw people screw up with. I think that's it's valuable. Um, I don't. I, I just. I guess I don't think I'll be doing anything particularly out of the ordinary from any other lesson that I would attempt to pass down to these meddling kids who either will or won't listen to Daddy Steven. Daddy Steven is not good. <laughs> Holy shit. That Daddy was cringy. Steven. Holy crap. Just, Daddy Steven. Should I quit the podcast? <laughs> Dude, we're definitely canceling the podcast after that. Is this the lowest moment of the podcast? Dude, Daddy Steven. Oh, my gosh. Dude, yeah. from now on, I'm calling you Steven with a PH. <laughs> oh, my God. From here on out. Oh no, I missed my chance for the joke. Remember before no. the episode started, I said I I have a funny joke that I'm going to save for and the you episode. You already messed it up. Classic. I didn't say it. Let's hear it. It's late, but let's hear it. Let's <laughs> when hear you were going to ask me how will you handle your kids on social media, I was going to say I'll just block them. <laughs> that was going to be my joke. <laughs> I'll block so, them. So, <laughs> jokes. Dude, here's the thing. We can already just uh, we can we can be assured that you will have more dad jokes than me. You've already like got a whole like novel of dad jokes already Dude, prepared. I invented dad jokes. 
It, honestly, it seems like it. Your humor, it, it caters more towards the dad demographic, where mine is more highbrow. <laughs> yeah. For the, the intellectually sophisticated. For that's, sure. That's yeah, you mine. got it, Daddy Steven. <laughs> we <laughs> you, disagree. You got it. <laughs> um, you just disagree strongly. I disagree strongly. So do you think there's a solution to body image as it relates to social media's <laughs> impact on people? Um, do I think there's anything good from it? You wrote this goddamn question. How are you confused about this? Oh my gosh. Do you think there is a solution to body image as it oh, relates yeah, yeah. to okay, yeah. so I, I just jumped like... ahead. <laughs> I just jumped ahead on it. Oh my. No, I don't think that there is a solution to it. I think that it's going to be something that we're forever going to have issues with. Um, <laughs> hey everyone that's that's watching. <laughs> What's going on guys? Um, no, I don't think there's ever going to be a solution to it because it's like anything in life. We're going to be insecure about things. We're going to see people around us. We're going to feel bad about the things that we do in comparison to other people. And it's just never going to end. Like, it's going to be a a forever... It's going to be like a, a forever issue. I do think, though, that uh, we will, like... I, I don't think that the way that we see social media now will be what social media is in, like, 10 years. Like, you look at how MySpace functioned back in the day. It was just... Like, you would post on a wall, but it wasn't really used in a way to, like, build your brand. It was just kind of, like, a tool that people use to just be like, yo, what are you doing this weekend, man? Or, like, maybe hit on chicks with. And nowadays, people, like, build up these entire audiences and followings based on, like, building, um, like, a a brand of just themselves. So I think, um, although we won't find a solution to the problem uh, of how people, like perceive their body i do think that the evolution of social media and the fact that we see that there's issues with how people like are look at in such a negative light i think it'll probably be similar to like sex ed and physical education and stuff like we learn that there's issues and then we do something to solve it we learn that you can't just eat fast food for every meal so then we decided oh maybe we should actually eat healthier we learned that you can't just sit on your ass all the time and be in like uh or have a healthy body so we do something have you seen me with the shirt off (laughs) as a matter of fact i have (laughs) (laughs) yeah you bet your ass that's that's from taco bell and sitting on my ass all right you don't get this body without the hard work that i put in all right Dude, you're you're an absolutely iconic legend. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my thoughts on this are that I, I do think that there I don't know if it's necessarily a solution, but I think if we can find a way um, to be more realistic in on social media, uh, for instance, I saw Zac Efron on the Ellen Show the other day, and they brought up like a wax figurine of him, and. It was from him in the movie Baywatch. And I thought he did a really great thing. He talked about, he said, I don't want to glorify this body. The body, the, the, what I did to get this body is unrealistic. It's, it's, um, it's not what you should aim for. I, I didn't treat myself well. I put myself through very insane, um, steps to get this body. And I do not suggest this for anybody. And I think that that's really, 
big for a person in his place to say stuff like that because he had me going to the movie Baywatch with my girlfriend at the time. I'm like, fuck, I don't look like Zac Efron. <laughs> Dude, I feel it. <laughs> and, um, and then I also think people that do work to get to where they are, I actually, I know people don't like when people brag about working out, but I would really like to see people who aren't in good shape putting in the work to get to good shape, like them sharing their journeys so that you get to see like a realistic process. A lot of times we just see the final product. We see, oh, this guy's in insane shape. And we just are like, oh, I want to be that. Hopefully I can get there overnight because it seemed like this guy did. But when you actually break down what happened leading up to that point, there was a lot of really hard work that went into it and a lot of struggles and adversity faced so i think if that stuff was shown more often i think people are afraid sometimes to show that stuff because it doesn't show them show them in the best light but i think if we were more realistic with portraying that image i think it would help out other people on their journeys as well agreed so there's one other one other thing on here and then we'll go into final thoughts okay do you think anything good has come with social media as it relates to body image um, I guess just in general, fitness is more encouraged than I think it ever has been. That's exactly what I was going to say too. Dude, that's all I can really think of. Are we about to kiss? <laughs> Dude, how does it always end up going to that comment? <laughs> I feel like that comment has happened in pretty much every episode. <laughs> um, I, I, I do think that, uh, the the encouragement for physical fitness and healthy lifestyle on social media is positive. Um, you know, I think sometimes it can be tough to see people who are already at a place that maybe we want to be at. But in general, a lot of those people would probably be encouraging to other people who want to start on that journey. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much exactly what my thought was. It's physical fitness. Like, I, I will never... like. I will never say anything negative about just like getting out there, being active. And uh, I don't know. That's about all I got to say about that. So final thoughts. I will, I'll say my final thoughts first, actually. Okay. My final thoughts on this is I do think that the body image and social media thing is a very, very true correlation where people on social media, they see people's bodies, they envy for them. Um, it sets an unrealistic expectations a lot of times. Because also keep in mind, you post things of you looking your best. So even those people don't actually look that good. The photos are edited or it's best case scenario on a good day and all number of things. It kind of causes us to, to feel bad about ourselves. But ultimately, you're never going to look as good as you want to look. <laughs> like it's, that sounds really depressing, but it's just like... It's the truth. And the faster you can accept that, like, there is no perfect body type, there is no destination that you'll get to where you'll just all of a sudden, like, everything just feels magical, and just aim to be the best version of yourself that you can be, block out all the noise, realize that your body is going to, um, it's going to be how, I mean, everyone's body is different, so you're going to look a certain way. So look the best way that you can. Um, be happy with where you're at, be healthy. So like, don't get so skinny where you're unhealthy or don't get so overweight where you're unhealthy. Just do what you can do. And, um, 
I don't know, stay off social media a little bit more too. I just feel like in general, it's not good to be on social media too, too often, unless you're like Brandon and I, where we're just wizards and we just use it as a tool. We just, we got this down. Yeah, we're perfect. Yeah, we, <laughs> nothing um, gets to us. Yeah, uh, to reiterate some of those points, I think the biggest thing that I want to end on is if you can compartmentalize, if you can, if, if you can use social media and, and um, maybe use things as inspiration, but not as comparisons. Don't don't put yourself in a headspace where you are comparing yourself to somebody who, you know, in my case, you know, I'm five foot eleven. And I guess my body would body type would probably be endomorph, which means I put on weight pretty easily. Um, so I'm not going to compare myself to, I mean, even Steven's body type. Like we have completely different body types. So what good is it going to be to me? Look at his photos and be like, gosh, why can't I have what he's got? It's it's not realistic to compare yourself in that um, regard. And a lot of times it's not even it's, well, not even a lot of times. I, I would I would argue that it's not a healthy. Uh, mindset to go through so uh, as long as you are feeling healthy and pushing yourself to develop healthy habits whether it's healthy coping mechanisms um, healthy exercise all those things that's encouraged um, and uh, try your best not to compare yourself to things that um, that aren't you so great cool Um, so Next episode, well, first off, thank you everyone uh, who made it through to the end of the episode. We love when you guys stick around. Um, next episode will be on bucket lists, talking about uh, getting stuff done before you die. <laughs> Why you got to say it like that? <laughs> got to get it all done before you're dead, motherfucker. <laughs> um yeah, so I'm, I'm looking forward to that episode. I have my own bucket list. Have you? Do you have a bucket list? I don't know if we've ever talked about. No, that. I don't. I don't have an official one. No, no. I, I, I'm very much a goal oriented person, but I, I've never just been like I have to do all these exact things or I'll be pissed. All I really want to do is uh, like I have like a few like general things I want to do, but I don't care about like going a specific place or like I don't know. I don't. I don't like have the, a list of those, but we can talk about it. Maybe I'll, maybe I got some things on my sleeve. We don't know. Maybe we'll even uh, think of some things while, during the episode. So, oh, dude. stay tuned for that. One hundred percent. We talked about this before. Sometimes we don't even know our own thoughts until the episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, we actually have a Sam in the chat saying Iceland. She wants to visit Iceland. I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't mind going there either. Uh, yeah, I hear good things. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, okay, so. Again, we talked about this earlier, but if you have any thoughts, comments, uh, questions from previous episodes or this episode, uh, please feel free to email us, emgpod at gmail.com. You can call us and leave us a voicemail. We'll play it on air, uh, 513-427-EMG5. Again, that's 513-427-EMG5. Um, hopefully, we're going to be hearing from Tim. He, he's He's... 
there's been some rumblings of Tim calling in and leaving voicemails, so we might be having a couple of those in the future. Ooh, could be nice. <laughs> could be nice. <laughs> uh, another way to get in touch with us, again, we post a story on our personal Instagram pages in regards to the upcoming episode if you have any thoughts, comments, or questions. So uh, look out for those, and please participate so you can get your question on our episode like it was today. Um as far as all that goes um i think we're good to go thank you guys so much for listening and we'll uh we'll talk to you soon take it easy (laughs) 